0: Calling. And that hit me like a ton of bricks, because as a Christian, I, would, I thought, I ought to have a real good, real fast answer to pop out of my mouth, and I didn't. And I've been thinking about it, and it was funny, we were in the airport waiting to come back, and Donald made the comment that, you know, in these trips, there's always a moment or two, you know, and you don't know when or where it's going to happen. I, I know right when I was. I told him, I said, Pastor Glenn sat there and asked me what my calling was. And it was funny. Donald said, No, he didn't. I said, Yes, him did. That's exactly what he asked me. And I thought about it ever since it came out of his mouth. And I don't know. I'm going to ask you the same question. What is your calling? What, have you ever thought about it? Do you got one? Should you got one? What is your, what is your calling? Have you talked to God about it? Have you asked God what your calling is? Have you grown to a new calling in your life? How do you know? Is your calling the same now as a mature Christian as it was as a young Christian? How you know? Have you talked to God about it? This is one of them things I don't need to know your answer. God already knows the answer. The question, do you know the answer? If plaster Glenn ran up in here and ask you, what's your calling? What's your calling from God? What would your answer be? Or is this one of them things, maybe I I need to talk to God about this a little bit and find out. Donald said everybody has a moment or there is a moment during a, a mission trip or in your life. That was my moment. And I want to share that moment with y'all. Because it, it hit pretty deep. I thought I, I thought I used to know. Well, I take that back. I know I used to know what it was. But I'm not sure I know what it is now. Because I'm more mature as a Christian now than I was at one time. So I don't think it's... I don't think it's a single answer. I don't think God's going to give us a calling as a young Christian and it be the same thing as it is for a more mature Christian. We grow. We grow in Christ. So that's a challenge that I I was given with that question. And I felt like it was kind of laid on me to pass that question along where the rest of us can... And I really feel if there's more Christians pursuing their calling to fulfill the calling that God's put on, on their heart, then we become better Christians. We become a better church. We, we come, become a better the church. So I'm just going to ask you to think about that. When you get a chance... You get in your quiet time. What is your calling? Uh, I've really struggled as to figure out how to take the experiences that we experienced last week and turn these things into some kind of Sunday school lesson or a message or, or, or what, whatever it needs to turn itself into not because I don't have anything to say I've got plenty to 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 say and to try to describe but I got so much that I want to share and I don't really know how to adequately describe what we saw and what we felt while we were there and you might say well just tell us what you, how you felt and everything and If you were to sit down with somebody, this is how I I view that. You sit down with somebody that's blind and has never enjoyed sight. They've always been blind. And you're going to describe to them the color blue. Go ahead. Somebody go ahead and describe to me, I'm blind, the color blue. That's how I feel about trying to describe how and what I felt and we felt while we were on our our trip. So it's difficult. I'm going to try a little bit, but it's difficult. Uh, I'm going to start by saying something that many and most of y'all probably already know. Well, I'm going to say you probably, you already know. I'm not going to tell you anything new. And what I want to tell you this, is this. Peter Hutchins is awesome. God knew I got me some amens. I didn't know he was going to be staring at me while I sat up here and said this. Hey, Mr. Pete. Mr. Pete is amazing, but more importantly, he's an inspiration to me and to a bunch of Christians out there. Uh, I had quite a few opportunities to see Mr. Peter in his element, so to speak, while we were down there. And for those that have never seen Mr. Pete waltz his way through a crowd, handing out tracts and telling people about Jesus Christ, it is a beautiful and inspirational thing. What I'm going to talk about tonight, I'm, I'm not here to talk about Peter Hutchins, but rather a trait that Mr. Pete possesses, a trait that each one of us should strive to possess. And then when we possess it, allow it to grow in ourselves as, as as Christians. I've got one verse tonight. Short, sweet, and everybody in here has heard it a thousand times. And that's okay. It's Mark 16, 15. And it says, and he said unto them, go ye into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's it. Nothing that any of y'all have ever Not heard. We've all heard that since we were in Sunday school as little kids. But I honestly don't know if I'll ever read that scripture and not think about Mr. Peter. Because that's what I watch him do. Constantly. Constantly. More importantly, Mr. Peter inspires me and many others to do better at spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. I want to give a couple examples, but first I want to ask you something. I want you to think about the last time that you told somebody about Jesus Christ and how to get to heaven. And when I say that, I don't mean just you prayed with somebody or for somebody or you shared some cool post uh, on social media or anything like that, that stuff can be great. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about sat down with somebody and told them about Jesus Christ. And the one and only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. And tell them about repenting for their sins so that they know that they know that they know when the day comes That they're going to go to heaven. Think about it for just a second. When's the last time you sat down with somebody and told them that? Oops, rut row. I thought about it and I'll be—I didn't like my answer. I didn't like my answer. Think about how you feel about your answer. I'm going to try to paint a picture for you the best I can. We all jumped on an airplane in Atlanta and we flew four hours to Costa Rica. Uh, just a side note, the middle seat is not ideal. Both ways. Uh, When... We got to the airport. We stood in a parking lot or in a parking deck with all of our luggage for about an hour waiting on this shuttle bus to come pick us up to take us to the rental car facility so we could get our, get our rentals. And when this shuttle showed up, it was 14-passenger van, no, no big deal, Except There was 18 people standing there When it was all said and done We had 18 people Plus luggage for 18 people In a 14 passenger van Uh, amen That's right Uh to say that we was kind of all up in each other's business is a very vast understatement. Amen. amen. Yeah, I got a amen from one of the 18. Uh, it was not real pleasant. I mean, we're stacked in this thing. These folks squeezed together. These folks in the laps. These folks sitting in the floor. I mean, it's like, we ready. Go ahead trying, hoping all the luggage ain't fixing to come out and give everybody in the whole van a concussion. It was was pretty comical. We looked like one of them little clown cars on a lot bigger scale. But there was 10 of us that came from here. Donald and Joe had gone ahead. There was an older couple, bless their hearts. And then there was a family of six. All of us in this 14-person van plus all of our luggage. Uh, in the middle of all this, Mr. Peter got in an argument with two teenage girls. Uh, he's trying to give them his seat where they didn't have to sit on the floor. They're not wanting to sit down. They're wanting to let the older gentleman have the seat, so they're going like, Oh, Lord, there's not enough room in here for a fight. Uh, so they went back and forth. They finally ended up sitting on a toolbox. I left out the toolbox. We had all of us, all our luggage, plus Donald's big toolbox with all our tools on this van. And these poor girls sat on that. These young girls, they didn't speak a whole lot of English. They, they did a little bit, but not a whole lot. And we're trying to make our way through traffic. And i tell you, Atlanta ain't got nothing on Costa Rica. You uh, take Atlanta traffic and then add that many more motorcycles and scooters that don't know traffic laws apply to, and then you'll have Costa Rica. Uh, So we're in the middle of all this. It's, It's pretty uncomfortable. We're ready to get anywhere. And before we could make it to this rental car place... With a little bit of guidance from this crazy, lovable old man from Georgia, we looked up and then two young girls are sitting there praying for Jesus to come into their heart and forgive them of their sins so that they might go to heaven. See, there were 17 people on that van that saw a very unpleasant, uncomfortable situation that they couldn't get away from because we stuck in this van. But there was one man on that van that saw 17 people that couldn't get away from hearing about Jesus Christ. real captive audience I tell you all that because of this I want to see that situation with those eyes I want to see that situation with those kind of eyes as an opportunity I want to feel that situation with that kind of heart to haven't have that kind of love for somebody that is comfortable as we are. I got you here. Let me tell you about Jesus. I do believe that we're going, to as Christians, we're going to have a whole lot more luck seeing those opportunities in our life if we go out looking for those opportunities in our life. And I think we're going to have a lot more success seeing those opportunities if we ask God to help us see those opportunities when they present themselves to us. We were very blessed on our trip to be able to complete our work a little bit early. And uh, that allowed us the opportunity to go to the beach for a couple hours one day before we had to get ready to go to, go to church uh the beach that we went to there's a lot of folks they've posted pictures or we got pictures I'm hoping they'll show some if you ever get an opportunity to see those beach pictures of the tunnels some of y'all have seen the tunnels that go through the mountain there around the beach man that's 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 cool that is it it is very very cool if you if you ever get an opportunity to go and I believe they call them the windows. If you ever get a chance to go see the windows, you need to go do it. And uh, you should definitely go. And if you're there, if you find a very cool pair of sunglasses in that water inside that cave, you need to call and let me know because mine's still sitting there. Uh, there were quite a few folks at this little small beach uh, that we were at. And we were all really happy to get to kind of chill for a couple hours. And we all went in the water and we climbed rocks. Uh, some of us rolled down the rocks. Uh, but we, we, we had a good time. And then on the way back, get ready for church that night, somebody asked Mr. Pete if he enjoyed the ocean. You know, we were all just kind of talking about it and stuff. And Mr. Pete's response was so cool and it stuck with me. He said, all I saw was an ocean of people. See, Mr. Pete never stepped foot on the beach. He spent the entire time making his way through that crowd like only Mr. Pete can do. Just slow and steady. You know Jesus? Them people didn't understand a word that man said. But he handed them his little track. We handed out tracks. Mister Pete took all of mine and then handed them all out before we ever got out of Walmart the first day. Mister Pete, they, all mine's gone. And he said, "Okay," and he went ask somebody for theirs. But he went around telling people about Jesus. He wasn't worried about that ocean of water out there. He was concerned about the ocean of people. Again, this is not about Mr. Pete, but about a trait that he possesses. That we all need to, we all need to fertilize and grow in ourselves as Christians. Because we went and saw this beautiful beach And Grandpa Pete saw a beautiful opportunity. I want to see with those eyes. And I want to feel with that kind of heart as a Christian. Again, it ain't about Mr. Pete. It's about what Mr. Pete showed us as Christians. We need to, how we need to act and what we need to do. This is about a heart that everybody in here can possess if we want to. It's about an instruction that every one of us has been given. Red letters. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That wasn't just for me, and it wasn't just for you. It was for all of us. It wasn't just for Mr. Pete. He don't get to have that verse all by himself. He gets to share it with all the rest of us. But it's about a work that we've all been given to do. Go out into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Everybody you come up on. I pray that each one of us gets a little bit better at going and preaching the gospel to every creature. I pray that we're better at it today than we was yesterday. And I pray that we're going to be better at it tomorrow than we are today. Again, I talk about Mr. Pete a lot because I love him so much. You can't help it. He inspired me to be a better Christian. I hope that one day I can inspire somebody else to be a better Christian. It's what we ought to be doing. Helping make other Christians. Making them want to be better Christians, but we got to show them. Got to build them, slap full of youngins over there. I pray that we all can do for them kids what Mr. Pete did for a dozen of us while we was on this mission trip. I hope that we can inspire these young men, these young young ladies to be better Christians. And not just tell them, but show them how Christians are supposed to act, how they're supposed to behave, how they're supposed to tell the world about the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to continue to struggle to to tell about this trip. And I hope once I figure out how to describe everything that we saw and we did, I hope by then I get to go back and I get to start all over again. But I do want to thank, again, we mentioned it Sunday, I want to thank everybody for all your help that... Buying the Boston butts and the raffle tickets and the everything. Because if you could see the faces on the people that were down there that we went to do a work for. You know that it was worth every pound that that Boston butt put on you. And every dollar you spend on a raffle ticket or a donation or, or whatever. Uh it was an amazing experience that i'll never forget and everybody has always said and paul said it it's they say it's a it's a life-changing experience right now it's an amazing experience i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to show myself and god that it was a life-changing experience and i sure hope it is and We talked about hanging on to this feeling. When God gives you a feeling that you want to hang on to it, you need to talk to him about hanging on to it and how you're going to do that. But I'm going to ask you, that's what I've got for this evening. I'm going to ask you to pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for your word. Lord, we want to thank you for your instructions that that you give to go out and to spread the gospel, Lord, we ask you to to put those opportunities in front of us, and 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 Lord, and whatever you've got to do to 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 get our hard headed attention, to to let us know that this is this is our opportunity, and that you've put it in front of us, and and that we'll 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 have the boldness and the courage to to step forward and and do what you'd have us to do, and to spread the gospel throughout the world. Lord, thank you so much for all you've done to us and for us and with us. Lord, thank you for loving us like you do. Lord, please be with everyone this evening. Please get everyone home safely.